Welcome back to Beyond the Scope. I am your host, David Tolman, an entrepreneur and biomedical engineer in the digital pathology space. My co-host is Giovanni Lujan, a pathologist and associate director of digital and computational pathology at The Ohio State University. We are joined by the president of the Digital Pathology Association, Dr. Laron Pantanowitz. And Laron was also recently named the chair of pathology at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. To hear the full story of Laron's journey through digital pathology, please refer to our March 2021 episode. This episode serves to provide a preview of the Pathology Visions Conference starting Sunday, October 29th in Orlando. As always, Beyond the Scope is brought to you by the Digital Pathology Association. You can visit www.digitalpathologyassociation.org for all the great resources available to the digital pathology community. That includes member benefits, of course, our upcoming conference in Orlando, and many great educational resources. Special thanks to my co-host Giovanni, as well as Abby and Allie for their help in the planning and production of this podcast. So let's get to our 2023 DPA Visions preview with President Laron Pantanowitz. All right. Good morning, Laron, President of the Digital Pathology Association. How are you doing this morning? Uh, great. Uh, thanks, David, for inviting me onto your podcast again. Uh, I look forward to connecting with you answering some questions and also getting in touch with uh, the DPA community out there. It's, it, it's a pleasure. To, it's a pleasure to have you on the, the main goal for today is to uh, preview the DPA visions conference that we have coming up in Orlando uh, starting Sunday, October 29th. Um, so we're going to, we're really excited to kind of get your thoughts on how that's going to go. Uh, but first, it's been a really busy year for you. Um, transition to uh, taking the role of department chair at UPMC. So how's that been going for you? Yeah, David, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, this is a busy year for me with those dual jobs, uh, one being the president of the DPA and trying to juggle that with moving back to Pittsburgh uh, to chair the Department of Pathology at UPMC. Um, I'm loving being a chair, uh, especially in a place that I'm familiar with, uh, that is focused on innovation, bringing on technology. Um, we are doing lots of exciting things here. I am going to further advance our digital pathology efforts. Uh, we have uh, people now doing primary diagnosis uh, using whole site imaging. Uh, in January, I'm opening a, opening a computational pathology center. Uh, so there's lots of exciting things happening. At the same time, as you can imagine, uh, you know, I have to try and maintain my duties as the president of the DPA this year. Um, and that's been uh, fun too. Uh, I've had a lot of help from Abby Norris, our director of uh, the DPA. During this year, we've uh, been pretty active. Uh, we've affiliated with uh, several other associations out there, as many of them have realized that digital pathology is key to the practice of pathology. Uh, we have focused on expanding our global footprint this year. We've partnered with the Japanese Society of Digital Pathology, the European Society focused on digital pathology. Uh, went to Budapest, where we met. I went to Japan again, where we met uh, to discuss how do we advance the global footprint of digital pathology, because these are uniform tools and technology that everyone should be able to use. 
Uh, we are also focused on education and this time a little bit of a twist. Uh, I think many people realize that digital pathology is mature technology and uh, we don't have to put in that much work to educate people about digital pathology per se, but we have many great digital pathology tools out there to support virtual education. And so the VPA is now focused on uh, using digital tools to support uh, pathology education in regions of the world where they are lacking expertise. Uh, two examples would be DAPA. Um, as you know, DAPA is expanding uh, thanks to folks like Dr. Raj Singh helping get grand rounds up and running. Um, thanks to Dr. Lewis Hassel, we have a uh, uh, another group called Open, and Open is putting together lecture series, and these modules are being offered to you know underserved areas. And then, of course, everyone's super excited topic is artificial intelligence. Uh, and this year, we've been focusing on AI. You know, what to do with AI? How do we bring it into practice? How do we address reimbursement issues? Uh, what are the regulatory you know uh, concerns that uh, surround AI, etc. And so. Yeah, David, as you said, this has been a busy year, but uh, all in a positive uh, light. Yeah. So um, have had you been president of the DPA before? No, I think we only have one term and they alternate. Uh, one year okay. it's a pathologist, the next year it's someone from industry. So um, uh, I spent many years on the board of the DPA right. to work up to being the president. So this is my first year. Yeah. So I, I, I think what I'm trying to, I think what I want to get to is what's what's been different from your perspective this year um, as president um, compared to your previous experience being a board member for many years? Uh, well, one is uh, I have to handle a lot of paperwork, sign a lot of checks <laughs> the DPA and do much sure. more administrative stuff. Two is uh, I have to, uh, you know, field controversial questions and make some tough decisions. Uh, and as you know, not every decision pleases everyone all the yeah. time. Um, people wanting to send out email blasts and so on, uh, you know, we have to make those decisions. Uh, and then third is I get to have a little bit of a say in uh, how we direct the efforts that the DPA, DPA puts forward. So, for example, I was really interested in expanding the global footprint. And so we could <laughs> establish a task force, uh, get a charge together and do that. Uh, I, I didn't really have that much say as a, a board member um i could vote but as the president i could ask that resources be put towards some of the goals that i alluded to earlier yeah so so um in your term as president what's what's one accomplishment that you're the most proud of um great question i think um well i think that the dpa is viewed positively uh the message that goes out uh is positive um membership has grown uh internationally uh many countries now are part of the dpa um and um i think you know that the feedback i've received whether i've been here in the us whether i've been traveling in europe to lecture or whether i've been in japan has only been positive towards the dpa um, and so what's really exciting is people approaching me whether they're pathologists or whether they work with industry is to ask me, where did they sign up for the DPA uh, and getting them connected with Abby Norris in the office and signed up. So that's been, you know, fantastic to see that people are stepping forward to become DPA members. Yeah. And I think when, when we, when we get to Orlando at the end of the month, I think people are going to see that. I remember 
when I first attended the conference, I think it was one of the years in San Diego. And there was a, there was there was there was a couple hundred people there, and there was some there were some booths, and it was pretty good. But last year it was, I think it was, was there like 800, 900 people that attended? There was um, the 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 complexity of the booths has has uh, has increased, um, and that's a reflection of more people joining, more people attending the conference. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely, and I think we can look forward to similar. Uh, Pathogens meeting this year. Yeah. So let's let, let let's talk about that. Um from your perspective, what are what are some of the highlights that you're looking forward to? David, well, we have now about 3,500 members that wow. belong to the DPA. And for all of those members, they know that you know one of the highlights of membership is a participation in the pathology visions meeting. So we anticipate that a lot of folks will come, um, especially post-COVID, people want to connect in person. Um, and this path visions meeting, for those who haven't attended, uh, you should realize that while many years ago, Early on, when Pathvision started, it was very much like a users group um, where people spoke about uh, their personal experiences, like, hey, I bought a scanner, and let me tell you how I deployed it. Mm -hmm. Today, where it's uh, really an advanced field uh, with you know, digital pathology technology, uh, applications like AI, uh, and it's become very scientific. So I find that really cool. Um, this is a high-level meeting. Uh, I have seen the science being advanced. Uh, if I just look at the number of posters that have pro proliferated, the content on those posters, they are really high-level, all worthy of publication to advance the field. Um, you know, FDA uh, can attend and see what we're up to. Um, and it's not just pathologists that attend. I think uh, looking at the data from last year, pathologists only compromised about a third of the people at that meeting. That means that many people are interested in the field of digital pathology. And uh, you know, not surprising because digital pathology has applications to many areas, to pharma, research and discovery, uh, veterinary medicine and so on. And so uh, it attracts a lot of people. Um, what excited me a lot last year, and I'm hoping that we'll be able to see the same, is that a lot of trainees are coming to the meeting, uh, whereas they never did in the early days. Um, the DPA is making an effort to provide you know, travel awards and so on, but the trainees are coming to find out what's happening because they realize that this is the, their future and they would like to see it unfold uh, and participate. The other thing I love about the DPA meeting um, is that it brings many different parties together and that's the perfect place to make connections. Uh, these are personal connections, professional connections, business connections. And I see a lot of deals going down uh, and that's great uh, because uh, I think we do need to partner to get to solutions, uh, to improve interoperability. Uh, you know, people look positively at connectathons and so on. So uh, this uh, meeting's perfect for that. Um, one of the problems we ran into last year, as you mentioned, is that we ran out of an exhibitor space. Uh, you know, there's only so much space we can accommodate people. And that's right. good because uh, it's telling us that there are many more people who are getting into the space and making devices and making software and uh, applications and so on. So I don't think there's a shortage of uh, tools and an advancement in the field, which is great. Um, hopefully this year in Orlando, where we can spread out a little bit more, uh, we can accommodate everyone. 
And of course, it's in Orlando. So uh, don't tell anyone, but I'm planning to sneak away to Disney for a little bit and, <laughs> bring, my fam- and bring my family with me. Uh, it's been a while since I went to Disney. So uh, you yeah. know, what better place to have a little bit of uh, work and fun at the same time? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you um, if there are any uh, extracurricular things that you were looking forward to, but I, th- I think I think you answered it for me. So let me let, let me ask you this: um, Is there a particular ride at Disney World or MGM or one of those things that you uh, that that you, that you might be interested in, or maybe your kids would want to want to want to want to go on? Yeah. So you know, um, I <laughs> was looking forward to going to Epcot and going sure. around looking at all the different uh, you know countries and restaurants, uh, yeah. some of those rides, restaurants, drinks, etc. But I've been outvoted by my family. Uh, they're making us go to uh, the Magic Kingdom again. I think they want the real sure. Disney flavor. So um, I think the DPA are also organizing some events that uh, will hopefully take people into one of the parks. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, it, it's it's a great environment to to learn about digital pathology with your friends in a in a, in a nice environment and uh, where the weather is warm and it's easy to get to that city. Yeah. So um, when 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 we when we think about the the scientific program of the conference, um, I'm not necessarily asking you to single out any specific talks that are on the agenda, but what what themes, what research themes are you uh, looking forward to uh, the most to, to learn more about? Maybe there's something that we might have like some breakthrough presentations that you could see coming. Yeah. So this year I've not participated in the actual planning program and we really have uh, an awesome crew taking care of that for us. People like Dr. Matthew Hanna, Sylvia Asser and others. Uh, and so I know that they are inundated with requests uh, to have presentations uh, about many different things. And of course, there's only so much we can cram in a few days. Sure. But I'm looking forward to um, the DPA bringing in speakers, uh, not just uh, national, but also international speakers uh, and putting right. some panels together where uh, you know we want to see what's under the hood. How did you do it that you didn't put in publications and so on? And these are things about uh, deployment now at a high level of how do you integrate artificial intelligence? Uh, we want some clarification on artificial intelligence regulations. Um, well, you know, I'm going to probably ask folks, uh, what's the scoop with LDTs? Uh, does that impact mm-hmm. uh, what we're headed for here in the US? Um, we also want to know about um, implications for uh, you know, actual workflow. Um, since people are doing AI now, does it mean that you need less people? Does it mean that you have to do greater workload uh, uh, and so on? So I think we've reached a point where uh, there are many practical questions to be answered. And I think that um, there are many good studies and uh, practices out there to be shared. Uh, and I know that the program is putting that together. I think there's a, a fair mix of uh, high level science, um, industry uh, you know, viewpoints, um, people who belong to various societies uh, to contribute uh, their thoughts, how they're advocating for this, who they're partnering with. Um, I think it'll be a great uh, place where everyone will be able to share and exchange those ideas. Yeah, one one thing that I'm that I'm really excited about that that I'd like to plug is um, you you mentioned um, that your your excitement for how um, how connected the DPA has become to different 
to internationally, to, to different societies internationally. So one of the things that Giovanni and I are doing is we are um, we are interviewing, we're doing a series of interviews on the the international travel award recipients. So we're going to be talking to trainees from all around the world that will be in Orlando on site about how they're using digital pathology and artificial intelligence as residents or as students in their respective regions of the world. So I'm really excited to kind of get the international flavor. Um, and we'll, we'll be bringing that to you in this podcast later this year. Excellent. And, you know, David, nowhere in the, in, in, in the name DPA does it say American, right? So uh, this isn't just an American association. Uh, while the head office may be housed here, uh, you know, this is intended for membership everywhere to advance the field globally. Uh, and so uh, just like you, I'm excited to see more people participate in membership mm -hmm. and come to the Path Visions meeting. Great question. Is, so, is uh, did, did I miss anything? Is there anything else that, that I've forgotten to cover or maybe I should have asked? Well, I would say to people that are coming to the Pathology Visions meeting uh, to reach out to your colleagues and even folks you yeah. don't know now um, and set up meetings there. Sure. Uh, the facility allows that. There's a lot of conference rooms uh, that have been booked out by uh, the various companies. And I would suggest uh, participate. They want to hear from you. They want to connect with you. Uh, if you're interested in an academic industry collaboration, this is the perfect time to uh, secure such a partnership. So I would tell folks to be proactive, think about who you would like to meet, set those up. Uh, I'm available if you uh, want to chat to me in advance of your meeting, uh, and I can help make those connections. So remember that Pathology Visions is all about connections, um, and uh, this is the perfect place to, to get that done, is to connect with your community. Wonderful. Okay, so last question. When people are stepping on their planes on that Tuesday evening or maybe Wednesday morning uh, to return home from the conference. What's, what are a couple of things that you hope that they've taken away from the conference? Yes. Yeah, so I'm hoping that people will recognize that digital pathologies here to stay, uh, that this is just not another fad and that while we may have been through hypes, I think uh, it's the real deal. Digital pathology is going to change the way we practice. And I hope that they witness that, um, that the technology and the tools out there uh, continually uh, are being developed to uh, regulations, reimbursement, et cetera, are continually being changed to accommodate this. Um, people out there are innovative and I hope they learned on how to do clever deployments and how to do smart integrations and how to apply digital pathology. I, I don't think we're done with all the potential applications out there. Um, and I'm hoping that they also see that a lot of this benefits patients, whether it's a human patient, a veterinary patient, and others that uh, you can come and witness exactly how this technology is applied to benefit the end user, which is not just the person clicking a mouse and looking at the pixels, but uh, the human or veterinary or other patient out there that benefits from someone interpreting it, whether it's a human interpreting it, or it's a, an algorithm analyzing those pixels uh, to make a prediction or confirm a diagnosis. So I, I think people need to come and see that in action, that this is no longer a hypothetical field. I think it's very real. And, uh, you know, and I think we've taken it to the next level. Uh, and, and they'll see that adoption is a, a global effort. It's no longer confined to pockets. I think almost everyone wants to go digital. Yeah, and just something real quick from the agenda to, to kind of back that up. 
there are a lot of talks scheduled for institutions that have had multiple years to up to 20 years of experience using digital pathology that are going to be shared while we're there. So it's a lot of experience. It's, 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 it's incredible that we're able to, that we're going to be able to see all that. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think we, we basically reached a tipping point. And yeah. uh, earlier there was a, a class survey done uh, that they worked with the DPA to uh, interview participants. And it was surprising to find out that most people who are using digital pathology today are using it for clinical use cases and no longer just non-clinical use cases. And so that's flipped because for many years, you know, research and education were the primary reasons why people had purchased a scanner and were scanning their slides. But it's not like that today. The CAS survey showed us that most labs who have purchased a scanner are using it for clinical purposes. And so that's exciting to see. Yeah. So if you attend the conference, you can learn the, the reasons for the tipping point. Uh, Laurent, thank you so much for uh, your service as president, for, for your time, for everything you contribute to the field. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you Sunday, October 29th in Orlando. Perfect. So I'll be there and I hope all of you will too.